welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. That's one word, no spaces. I'm Avery Ames, writer of adult fantasy. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to have kind of a little bit of a fun topic. We're going to talk about the portrayal of writers in movies and TV. And... (laughs) Our thoughts on them. I mean, <laughs> first of all, what's your favorite? First of all, before we get into the gritty, uh, what's your favorite portrayal of a writer in a movie? My personal favorite, not necessarily the most accurate. None of them are is, accurate. <laughs> yeah, my favorite is Stranger Than Fiction. That's my favorite. We see eye to eye on that one. It's such a good movie. And to be fair, I think that that one, I mean, that could be one of the ones that are more accurate, depending on what kind of person you are. It is. It's, I think it's less accurate in like people. Ha- I mean, I guess it depends on how much people are hounding that author for the book. <laughs> to give you a uh, check the audience, if you guys haven't seen Strangers <laughs> yeah. in Fiction. So this writer is, uh, it's Emma, Emma Thompson. Emma is Thompson, that her name? Yeah. Emma Thompson plays this writer and like, uh she's a huge heavy smoker she's a fucking wreck uh she's like there's like one part in the movie she like goes off for inspiration and she like wants to watch like a car wreck or something like she's trying to get inspiration to write this but the whole movie is about uh, a, a writer whose character has basically uh revealed itself as a real person and whatever she writes happens to him it's a super good movie. It's very surreal. It's very like literary. It's it's like yeah. it's like watching literary fiction. Yeah, it's definitely like watching literary fiction. And I look at that author in that movie, and I I feel a little seen. Like I feel perceived. <laughs> yes, not the, uh, yeah. the author itself is very accurate. It's some of the like yeah. publishing industry stuff that I'm like. I have another one I want to put a pin in that I'll come back to. I want to talk about The Lost City a little bit, which I don't think you've seen yet, but I am going to have a talk about it Um, because that's on the other end of accuracy. No, go for it. Talk about it. Um, Talk about it. uh, The Lost City is fairly recent. It's a romantic comedy, romantic adventure comedy that stars Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. And he is like her. She is a romance novel writer and he is her cover model who is also like secretly in love with her. Oh my gosh. He thinks it's so adorable. He plays like the most, the cutest himbo ever. It's great. He's like simping for her the whole movie. Oh my gosh. What is this called? The Lost City. Holy shit. And then they get stuck in the jungle, as one does. There's a convoluted plot about like a megalomaniac guy who wants like a hidden treasure and thinks that she's the one who can help him find it because of things that are in her books. It's really ridiculous. It's basically romancing the stone modernized more or less it's that genre but in it there is a whole subplot of like the author goes missing she gets kidnapped by this megalomaniac this is this none of this is really big spoilers this is all like in the first part of very very first few minutes of the movie um she gets kidnapped and her i can't remember now if it's her editor or her agent goes like globe trotting and hires like a private investigator to to find her and i'm like that's not how this goes <laughs> <laughs> that's none of how this is gonna go 
they're just going to keep sending you emails and then they're going to void oh your contract God. and make you pay them back. <laughs> they're not going to like hire a private investigator to fly <laughs> off to some like undisclosed location to find you. So that one's on the more ridiculous side, but it is pretty funny. Did you did you think that the author portrayal was uh, accurate? I think it was accurate. It was interesting because in the movie, her character is a character who tried to write quote unquote serious books. They, I can't remember if they were nonfiction or more literary and didn't break in and then wrote like a romance novel. I can't remember why or how, but she ended up writing a romance novel. It broke it big. And then she feels really guilty about it and kind of like looks down on romance. And there's actually a scene where Channing Tatum's character is like, you got to stop being such a stuck up bitch about this <laughs> because a lot of people really like your books and it brings them a lot of Aww. joy and you need to stop being a bitch. That's so cute. It was very cute. and It was very neat. And so it was kind of interesting because I do, I don't see that from people who have made the transition into or who do write romance very often. Every once in a while, you'll get that person who's like, I write romance, uh, but it's better. And they usually don't make it very far in the industry um but you i i do see that from people who don't write romance that kind of like snobbery and they kind of portrayed that pretty well they also portrayed there's the opening scene is her like brainstorming ideas and pointing out plot holes in her own scene and it's very funny oh my gosh i have to watch this i have to watch this i feel attacked yeah it's it's like in the scene and then there's a part where it like pauses and she's like wait wait why is that guy not getting bitten by a snake? Who is this guy? <laughs> Has he shown up earlier in the book? I don't remember. I just fucking delete this whole scene. Oh my gosh. So that part's really funny. And the part about oh her gosh. like dealing with her writer's block and stuff is very accurate. So that part is accurate. But the again, the writer themselves is portrayed and their writing struggles are portrayed very accurately. But the the way the industry works is not portrayed. That's all right. The industry is pretty, uh, you know, we can fantasize about that one a little bit. We could. Yeah. One that actually, well, actually, I'll have you do another one. Uh, well, oh, I mean, well, first I was going to say I have to watch this because I feel attacked because I've, you know, I've always wondered to myself, like, it's just like one of those weird things I've wondered, like, if I ever, let's say, hypothetically, one of my books becomes a movie and there's an actor that is playing a character that is beloved to me, am I going to, like, want to? I don't want to fuck that person. Is this going to be like, am I going to be too emotionally invested in this? Like, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's one of those things where I like, I'm watching the, uh, the hype for the, um, red, white, and Royal blue. That's becoming a Netflix production or an Amazon. It might be Amazon. It's I didn't Amazon. know it was, uh, it was optioned. Yeah, it it was, and they're working on they they released the actors and oh they're so adorable, fuck's sake, and they're like really enjoying like they're they're posting their process and stuff about you know making this book into a movie and like the actors just seem like super into it and I'm just thinking to myself, oh you know if I was if I was the author whose name is oh my god I should know this is one of my fucking agents Casey McQuiston. It's Casey McQuiston. If I was Casey McQuiston right now and I was looking at these two guys, I'd be like, I get so fucked up over this. I'd be like, oh my God, like, what do I fucking do? These people are perfect. The book is so good. It was one of the few books that I was like, I just loved during a huge writing slump. So. I, I, I have it. I just, I bought, I haven't actually, I haven't read it yet, but I, I recently got the book. I purchased it from an independent bookstore. Yeah. And I'm gonna read it soon, and I'm super freaking excited. But like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be psyched, I'd be psyched the fuck out. So like, uh, you know, watching a, a movie where that happens, it would be. 
I will say there are a couple of other TV shows I know that have dealt with publishing that I have not watched, unfortunately. So I can't like weigh in on them. I recently saw um, one that kind of um, tackled a writer and it was sort of nonfiction. I never trust Disney. I haven't actually done the research, but they saving Mr. Banks Mm. uh, was a, was a book about the development of Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of, the writer who originally wrote Mary Poppins, they portrayed her as somebody, you know, who is very traumatized and very attached to her characters. And like just watching on the film, like Disney trying to sort of negotiate changes with the writer mm-hmm. and, you know, negotiate the rights and, and all this stuff. It was really, it was actually a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. I don't know how much of it is true, but I did really enjoy watching that because I feel like there are, definitely some authors out there that are you know this me included you know this place comes from a very desperate place of love and passion and like you know for disney to be like well (laughs) we're gonna make this super colorful but you want it to be black and white i'd be like oh my god like no it's supposed to be like spooky and introspective and you want to make it all happy and shit my life is traumatic and then disney's like Nah. No, people don't want to see trauma. Like it, it's actually a really good one, and I think it speaks a lot to the some of the stuff that was at least going on a few years ago, where people just they weren't allowed to sort of write about their traumatic experiences because people didn't quote unquote want to read about it, or it was too much, or like especially with like the R word rape and stuff. Like you know, people are like, oh, no one wants to read that. You know, like it's just like you know these people have gone through this stuff, and and it means mm-hmm. a lot to them. So. That's also a really good one. Yeah. Everybody deals with different things differently. Yeah. You know, that, that one was also really good. Saving Mr. Banks. It's a movie. Uh, Emma Thompson is also in that one. Uh, <laughs> she's also an author in that one. Um, so She plays good authors. Uh, she does. And it's because she's got the air of um, frustration about her, I think. you know. She- yes. Emma Thompson is just this, like, you have to cast her as the author because she's She's so good at looking like she psyched herself out, which authors are just so good at. She's a fucking mess. I was going to say, she's got a good air of just sitting there like, she is. She's so good at being a hot mess. Yes. Like, no one can play a hot mess better than Emma Thompson. One last piece of media I kind of wanted to mention, even though this doesn't actually deal with the writers a lot. The writers are like secondary characters um, because the main character is an editor at a publishing house. There's a TV show called Younger. The main character is an editor at a publishing house. And someone in the writer's room was in publishing at some point. But other people in the writer's room hand waved away some stuff. Is the only way I can explain it because they have enough like terminology correct. And then it's just slightly left of what it actually means. Oh my gosh. Like they talk about Summer Fridays. So you're like, okay, well, they know what Summer Fridays are. They know about that in publishing. They talk about some other things in publishing, like just just weird little like contractual details, like option clause. They'll mention an option clause or something. You're like, okay. well, somebody knows all the terms. But then every once in a while, they'll get something really wrong about like how a book is bought. And you're like, hmm. And it's very frustrating because you're watching it the whole time. You're like, you're so close so fucking close you almost had it you almost had it and then you just you lost it at like right at the buzzer you just fucked it up but it is very interesting you're just like watching it and going you have the terms you know like what people do you know what the publisher does and what the editor does 
and who buys the books and how the editor goes to like acquisitions. That's all in there. Mm -hmm. And then they just like fuck up some major detail and you're just like, no, so close. To be fair, it's very hard to research this stuff, but you got to have the right consultants. Pay your people so you can consult them and do it right. And that may be what it is. They may have had a consultant that they had for like half an hour and they just didn't quite get all the details. oh that's wonderful yeah it's 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 very it's very infuriating to watch because yeah every time you're just like are you gonna get it right this time no you didn't (laughs) (laughs) but i will say one last little quick note is one thing that we talk about is the there is a very stereotypical portrayal of, of writers in movies and tv that is partially accurate and partially not which is the the emma thompson the beleaguered frustrated writer at at the keyboard maybe typewriter depending on how pretentious your piece of media is and or in what time period it is set just hammering away a book all by themselves by their lonesome with a glass of whiskey and a cigarette or a cigar and it's like that kind of exists but like oh for sure it does I'm like I'm like 85 percent that person, <laughs> and that's the thing. We're all kind of 85 percent that person. Okay, yeah. we're not all, but many of us are 85 percent that person. And then there's like, but like they they tend to ignore that there's like other than your editor and or agent that there are there's anybody else involved in the equation. Yeah, yeah, they do tend to do that. Yeah, people tend to think that authors do everything by themselves. The editor never gets any credit. Yeah, the editor never gets any credit. There's never a part where the 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 author is like at their wit's end, dealing with a plot hole, can't figure it out, and calls a critique partner. Yeah, they don't have any critique partners. I think in Stranger than in Fiction, they send in a fucking like writer's assistant. They do. They send and, in like a consultant or something. I'm like, hmm. I and you know I'm not a big time author, and she is a big time yeah. author, and I don't know like if Stephen King has a writer's assistant, but like okay, I know Patrick Rothfuss has one, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what they do. I think generally writers' assistants mostly just like handle the day to day stuff, like scheduling appointments, right. you know, making sure that yo oh, you've got that interview with so and so, that kind of thing. I don't think they're there to like make sure you stay motivated. Right, because this <laughs> this lady walks into Stranger Than Fiction and she's like, I think like was it Queen Latifah or something? I think that's who it is. I can't even remember. But she just walks in and she's like, "You got to get this done." Like, and I'm like, "Does that actually happen?" I think that's a very specific job that was created, but just for the movie. And I did double check, and yes, it is Queen Latifah. Is it Queen Latifah? Yeah. Okay, the good. movie's from 2006, and I probably I think the last time I saw it was like six years ago, four years ago. I watch it like once a year, something like that. It's been it, it came out on one of the streaming services that I had, and I was like, ooh, and so I watched it. Yeah. Um, but that was probably yeah, like four years ago. But it's if if you watch any movies about writers, I would recommend if you want something along the more literary a little surreal very thoughtful bent then go a stranger than fiction if you want something just kind of like that's a fun good time especially if you read romance then go with the lost city <laughs> but they both i am gonna watch that yeah and just for the record my least favorite portrayal of an author on television oh. is fucking brian from goddamn family guy i hate that shit like I- i'm not even gonna talk about is it is he a writer Brian, the dog, the fucking white dog from Family Guy, he's just an absolute, first of all, I don't really like the show, but like, 
in general, whenever I see an episode playing in the background and Brian is somewhere trying to get a book deal or trying to swindle some lady into being a character, I, you know, it just, oh, it irks the fucking shit out of me. Like, I, I hate it so much, guys. I hate it. I'm not going to mention anything in particular because Family Guy is just like a toxic show and I don't want to, like, bring that shit on the podcast. But let me just say I fucking hate it. I have, <laughs> it irks me to no end. I, I hate it. We will think about the good ones instead. And yes. tonight I might go watch Stranger Than Fiction again because it's been a while. And now I'm like, I should watch that again. <laughs> great movie. It is a great movie. So, okay, that was just kind of our fun little chat, I guess, about writing and writers in fiction. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So every other Friday, you can join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for the live stream. And to see the upcoming schedule, you can check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links or information. Thanks for listening. <laughs>